My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 153, a gentle yoga class for the parasympathetic nervous system to help you rest and digest and reset. So as you may know, you have an autonomic nervous system that we can't actively just turn it off or on at will, but we can influence it with our choices and actions. So it's either going to be in the active sympathetic nervous system mode or the more restful parasympathetic nervous system mode. So we want to have access to both. And in the old yoga texts, they say stira, sukha, asana. Every posture we do in yoga has meant to have a balance of effort and ease. And the way I apply that in my life and interpret that in my teachings is ultimately everything in life is either some degree of stira, structure, stability, active, focused, productive, or sukha. It's ease, restful, more creative, more intuitive, more relaxing. And if we stay in either of those modes too long, there's going to be issues. Of course, if we just push ourselves to the limit all the time, we'll eventually hit a wall, get sick, get injured, need to stop. And if we just rest all the time, we'll eventually become lazy, lethargic, heavy, dull, and eventually diseased as well. So we need that balance. And asana, the seat of meditation, is best established through balancing effort and ease. And sometimes more towards the effort, sometimes more towards the ease. And this is very similar to how the nervous system is. And we can influence it with our actions, our food intake, our yoga practice, our meditation, and our attention, which is our most valuable asset. So as we go into this new year right now, 2021, our attention is going to be pulled in a lot of directions. And you've probably experienced that throughout 2020 when all of our plans were just kind of uprooted. And now the attention can easily be pulled into the media, divisiveness, conflicts, worry, fear, anxiety, things we can't control, what the government's going to do or not do. We, as yogis, in the old yoga text, they say that we focus on what we can control. And ultimately, to quiet all that noise of the mind, to come back to the true self within, that's listening, observing, pure consciousness. It's not attached to any identity, any label, any right or wrong, yin or yang, stira or sukha. It's that still, quiet, observing voice within all of us that can choose how to respond to the situations we're in. So in today's practice, I'll give you some ways to choose how to shift into the parasympathetic mode. And if you've felt like a little overrun or overworked or overcaffeinated or, or just stressed out with all of the news and media, that stuff can really amp up the sympathetic nervous system and more of that fight or flight mode, more of the reactive mode when it goes to its extreme. And that's okay. That happens to all of us. And it can be hard to come down from that. And if you're there right now, I recommend just starting trying to smooth out your breath. Because oftentimes the breath becomes shallow in the upper lungs and short. So you can activate your sympathetic nervous system just by breathing that way. You can create a stress response in your body. You can increase cortisol in your body just by breathing that way for a while. So short, shallow breaths in the upper lungs. But if you shift that into slower, deeper breaths down to your lower belly, that's something you have control of 
all the time. Every single moment, no matter what's happening on the news or in your life or around you, you get to choose how you breathe. And that can be unconscious and essentially unintentional, or it can be conscious and intentional. And then we're choosing to make something that is unconscious, conscious, which is really cool because then we might start to notice unconscious mental patterns and behaviors that maybe aren't as in alignment with our intentions as we'd like them to be. Then those can become conscious and those can become more intentional, just like the breath did. We might notice, oh man, I was just kind of running around and my mind was racing and I didn't even realize how much I needed to slow down. And this practice will allow you to have more space to slow down. So if you're at least in that space where you're not feeling like you're amped up and rushing around, this will give you uh, a good, nice hour to just go into your rest mode. You think about you have 160 plus hours a week, just one hour to rest and reset. It's not too much to ask and it can make the whole rest of the week go a lot smoother. And you've all probably experienced that where you have some of your best ideas or feel sort of reset and have a more clear mind, more energized, more rested, more reset and relaxed and ready for the next thing. Let's go back to the stira mode, the more active mode. So we need both. So if you'd like to go deeper into your practice and have video classes and have access to my live Zoom classes, now there are six classes a week live on Zoom. It's almost every day with me and I brought on a new teacher, amazing teacher named Shannon. So we've got evening classes, morning and afternoon in the Quiet Mind membership at quietmind.yoga. You can sign up right now, quietmind.yoga. There's a limited time discounted price, $22 a month or $220 a year, so you get two months free. And that includes access to 200 plus on-demand classes of all styles, gentle, hatha, vinyasa, yin, restorative, power. And we've got more and more classes coming every day in the membership. So quietmind.yoga is where you can sign up right now. And if you want to go deeper into your practice, that's the way to do it. We've got a community there. It's an amazing community of people all over the world who join us, quietmind.yoga. All right, so thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy your practice today. And please take a moment to leave a review after class. If you enjoyed the class, helps more people find us. And I think really yoga is one of the most powerful things in the world. This is why I've dedicated my life to it, my practice, my teaching, sharing this stuff, because it helped me get out of depression and get more in touch with my body, my feelings of what I needed and who I wanted to be in the world and be more of service. And hopefully it helps you sort of reset and recenter. And if so, taking a moment to leave a review helps more people find us and more people check it out. As far as I know, the only uh, consistent online free audio yoga class podcast. So if you're enjoying it, please leave a review and thank you for listening. Enjoy your practice today. Let's start with a restorative posture. So you all have a bolster and two blocks, blanket. So we'll take that bolster to the back of the mat lengthwise. And then have your blanket nearby. We might use that for a pillow or something else. We'll see. And then have your blocks to the side of your mat, to the sides. So that's where your legs are going to go. And if you have a sandbag, you can use that on the hips when we get into position. But here we're going to have the the bolster come up to your tail. So you're sitting down, the bolster comes all the way up to the low back. 
and then you lay back onto that and you might need to adjust a little bit to find the right position for you and then have your feet together knees apart and the blocks are really well supporting the legs so you're not in a huge uh, stretch here on your inner legs and then the blanket can be like a pillow under the neck so you maintain your cervical curve in the neck And then the last thing, the sandbag on the hips, adding a little grounding pressure onto the front of the hips. So if you have any questions, let me know. If you're not sure, if it doesn't feel quite right for you, you can try some other things. So the soles of the feet are together and these are apart. And there is some opening of the inner hips, but it's not huge. Uh, the, the, blank, the blocks are helping a lot. And arms can just rest beside you or wherever is comfortable. So you should feel pretty comfortable and supported, a lot of soft things. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not, if you're not, let me know. So we'll stay here for a little while. This is you know, we're, we're opening some things, but mainly for the nervous system. So you're letting the breath slow down, taking a little bit slower, deeper belly breaths. Letting your body feel supported, held, heavy. Just noticing if there is any tension or resistance in the body and allowing that to soften as best you can.
And then we'll start to transition from here, just starting to bring the knees back together and come off of the props. And just move all the props to the side to come down to your back. Laying in uh, Shavasana just for a moment, setting your back down to the ground, your legs straighten out again, feeling the effects of the Supta Baddha Konasana, supine bound angle, the last pose. And bring the knees into the body, rock a little bit side to side on your back, massaging left to right. And feet to the floor, so feet are hips width apart. Your fingertips can touch your heels, and the feet can be a little wider than hips width if that feels better for you, but no closer than hips width. And start to peel the spine up off the floor into a bridge pose. And you can do this motion a few times, inhaling up, exhaling down, or you can just hold in the bridge pose if you want. But starting to activate the back of the body, the legs, the hamstrings, the glutes to help open the front of the hips and release tension in that area. So let's all come into the bridge and hold there in static, holding the posture. If you want a little more, you can crawl your shoulders underneath and release the hands. And slowly release back down. Happy baby pose bringing the knees in to hold outside of the feet or the shins. And you can stay still or rock side to side here to have a little stretch on the back of the legs where we just contracted. So the soles of the feet are facing towards the ceiling. Knees are towards the armpits. Lengthening through the back of the legs. And now feet back to the floor, setting up for the bridge pose again. Peel the spine up off the floor. Make sure your uh, ankles are under the knees. And hold in the bridge pose again. If you want, you can crawl your shoulders underneath to interlace the hands. And this time we'll add a little more activation to the glutes and hamstrings by pressing the heels down and energetically dragging your heels back towards the body. So they're not actually gonna move from the outside, it looks exactly the same, but inside you're pushing down on the feet and energetically pulling the feet back uh, so the hamstrings and glutes contract in the back of the legs. The glutes have to contract for the front of the hips to lengthen. Well, at least in this case, they don't have to always, but in general, the glutes are hip extensors, so they help uh, lengthen that space in the front of the waist. And if you have tension there, Strong glutes are a big helper in releasing that tension. Now let all that release back down and we'll come back to the happy baby pose. And we'll hold here again, stretching the back of the legs.
And one more time, we'll add on a little bit more. We'll have the feet down to the floor, setting up for a bridge pose. Peel the spine up off the ground. You can crawl the shoulders to, to down the back and together again. And this time, again, you can press the heels down and drag them back, but you could also lift your right leg to a 45 degree angle with your body. If you want a little more activation of the left leg. All right, so you can go vertical with your right leg straight up, but that's actually going to be a little easier than if you have your leg at a 45 degree angle and a diagonal line from the waist. The right leg is straight. Just at an angle out from the, from the hip. And then we'll switch legs. So the right foot stays down, left leg lifts up, and again to that 45 degree angle with straight left leg. Contracting glutes and hamstrings, back of the right leg really strong and active here. And then let all that release down, back to the happy baby pose. Releasing, stretching in this area. Now hug the knees in and rock forward and back along the spine. Keep your chin tucked in, move from tail to shoulders, rocking forward and back. If that's uncomfortable in any, for any reason, just go over to your side, uh, but we'll all eventually come up to the hands and knees and have the blanket under the knees. And we'll start to make any movements that feel good for you here, forward, back, side to side, hips, shoulders. And we'll shift our focus up to the upper back and shoulders here. So we'll come to hands and knees and take the hands wider apart off the mat and move left to right in the shoulders. The arm that comes down internally rotates a little bit towards the ground. Moving side to side. And back to the center. Keep your hands wide apart like that. Now from the ribs down, there's not really much movement with this movement. And then you're, from your uh, arms, there's not much movement. So. Just the scapula protract and retract. So your upper back rounds, shoulder blades apart, and then your upper back lowers your shoulder blades together. Moving forward and back like that a few times, protracting, retracting the scapula, and keeping the rest of the body pretty neutral. This is a tricky area to work with. It took me years to be able to really feel these muscles, to have mind-muscle connection there. So that's all we're doing is just kind of waking up the neural pathways so you can feel these muscles. Uh, often they hold tension unconsciously and we don't feel it, so we can't do anything about it until we poke around in there. But here now we're just creating a little movement, a little bit of mind-muscle connection there. Back to hands and knees and bring the hands back under the shoulders. And we'll add a little rotation here. So with your breath, you'll inhale to reach your left arm up. And then exhale to thread the arm through, reaching from the shoulder 
two times forward and back, inhaling up, exhaling down. Feeling the movement of the scapula in this, in the shoulder blades. And then next time you come down, we'll stay down. So now the left arm is reaching through, left side of head is down. And the left shoulder blade is reaching off of the back. So you're protracting the left arm. And you can press into your right hand to help with that. You can breathe into the upper back under the left shoulder. And we'll stay here for a few breaths. start to come back to the center and to the other side so we'll move the right arm inhale right arm up exhale down through go at your own pace here a few times and the next time you come down we'll stay there and reach through the right arm Again, breathing into the upper back. slowly back to center. Now to cat-cow, so hands under shoulders, the whole spine rounding on your exhale into the cat pose, and then the whole spine moving, lowering the belly, lifting the tail and chin on the inhale to a cow pose. So continue with your breath a few times, forward and back, inhaling cow, exhaling cat. And you can add movements of the spine, the shoulders and hips if you want. Next time you come to the cow pose, we'll stay there and bring the arms forward to lower the forehead down and keep the hips over the knees creating a spinal extension here. The chest lowers towards the ground. Maybe the forehead touches. If not, you can have the elbows bend as well if that helps uh, take some of the stretch out of the shoulders. So this one, the hips are right above the knees, unlike child's pose. So it creates more of a spinal extension, more of a back bend. And then we'll 
we'll come back up to hands and knees. And again, just any movement that feels good, emphasizing more in the shoulders here. And then we'll come back to downward facing dog. You can bend one knee at a time, shift weight side to side. If the back of the legs are a little tight today, you can have the knees bend a lot. You can always take your feet a little wider apart too. And the arms are shoulder width apart, fingers spread out, not too wide, not too close. And the arms are externally rotated, so the fingers turn a little bit out from the center. And then we'll come up to the front of the mat to standing forward fold, walking up. And here your knees can bend a lot. You can hold opposite elbows. Let your head just hang down towards the ground, no effort in the neck. Make sure the knees are unlocked. And slowly roll up the spine to stand, head comes up last. And reach your arms overhead to catch your left wrist into a side bend to your right. And you can add a little rotation in the spine if you want. You could reach your right arm down, any variation of this to feel uh, some release of tension in the left ribs, left side of the body. And then back up to the center, to the other side, same thing. Again, you could stay still to the side, or you can add movements or rotation in the spine. And then back up to center. To bend the elbow, shoulders down the back, lifting the heart. And interlace the hands behind the back. So if you can have the arm straight, do that. But if the elbows need to bend, that's fine. If you can straighten the arm, start to move the arms away from the tail. And lift the heart, lengthen the spine here, heads in line with the spine. So there's a slight lift in the chest, a slight lift in the chin. And then let your arms release and relax. Arms overhead to inhale and reach up. And exhale to fold down. Knees can bend, any version of the forward fold. And step back down to hands and knees with the knees on the blankets. From here, we'll step the right foot forward into a low lunge, so right knees over the ankle. And we'll move similar to cat-cow here, so hands can be on the blocks or on the floor. And shift your hips forward as you inhale, extend the spine. And as you exhale, shift the hips back to round and have your right foot lift, your right toes lift so your heel stays down. So moving forward and back like this into the lunge and the half splits with your breath, inhaling forward, exhaling back. 
doesn't matter how far you go, just that you feel a little bit of movement here, a little bit of uh, ease of motion in the hips, the legs, the spine. Next time you come forward into the lunge, we'll stay there and have the top of your left foot pressed down into the floor. So pushing down into the left foot, bring your hands up to the waist. So you're in Anjaneyasana, but uh, here we're going to make this a little more active to engage the left thigh by pushing down through the left foot. And instead of letting your back arch and your butt stick out, go the opposite direction where the pelvis tilts in and your left glutes contract. So again, when these contract, this helps to open the front of the hip. And we'll maintain that pushing down of the left foot, the activating of the left glutes, and then shift a little forward and down. And you're not going to go very far, but here we're getting a strengthening and stretching to the left quadriceps and front of the hip. Your arms could extend up overhead if you want a little more activation here, or you could have the elbows bend like a W beside you with the shoulder blades down and together. Maintaining all those activation points, the foot pressing down, the pelvis tilting in, and the glutes contracting on the left side. Lower your hands down, and we'll come back to the half splits. So you, sh you shift your hips back, and your right toes turn or come up off the ground. And here, uh, we're going to have a little activation of the hamstrings by having the right heel press down and energetically pull back. So from the outside, it looks the same, but inside, your right foot's pushing down and pulling back. This activates the hamstrings while we stretch by folding over the leg. And we'll hold and breathe here. So you want the right leg more straight, uh, but still some bend in the knee to activate the hamstrings. The more it starts to straighten, the more you emphasize the stretch part of it. The more it bends, the more you emphasize the strength part of it. And then let that go, and we'll come back into the lunge. So we'll just again move forward and back like we did before. So inhale forward to the lunge, and exhale back to the half splits a few times, forward and back. And then we'll all come back to the hands and knees. And again, just moving around in the spine, the hips, the shoulders, more fluid, less rigid, less stiff in the body. And then we'll come up to the lunge on the other side, left foot forward, right knee stays down on the blanket. As you inhale, shift hips forward, extend the spine. As you exhale, round the back, shift hips back, lifting left toes. Continue with your breath a few times, forward and back, just like the other side. And 
next time you come to the lunge, we'll come into the active version of the lunge. So the top of your right foot pushes down into the floor, hands come to the waist. So you're upright and uh, make sure your left knee is right over the ankle. And tilt the pelvis in so your low back rounds a little bit instead of arching so your butt doesn't stick out here. And your uh, lower belly contracts, your right glutes contract. And with all that activation, shift your hips a little forward and down. And you won't go very far, but you'll get stretch and strengthening here to the front of the right leg. Right, working with flexibility in this way uh, is the reason that I've been able to release years of hamstring tension, years of shoulder tension, years of back pain. Those things just don't exist anymore for me because I am strengthening as much as I'm stretching now and, and doing these active versions of stretches and not just passive, trying to go as far as I can stretches. Right, so this is how we make sure the muscle uh, feels supported, feels safe, and it has uh, strength and flexibility to it. And now we'll lower the hands and shift the hips back to the half splits. So the left leg straightens and uh, left heel stays down, left toes lift. The more you bend the knee, the more you get the strengthening of the hamstring. The more you straighten, the more you get the stretching of the hamstring. We want some amount of both. So the heel's pressing down and pulling back, and we're folding over the left leg. You can always use the blocks for the hands here, or just have the hands on the floor. And then let this go back to the low lunge. And we'll move forward and back again a few times here. So inhaling into the lunge and exhaling back to the half splits, forward and back a few times. Not trying to go to your end range of motion, but just a little more fluid, a little easier to move to different shapes of the body. And then we'll come back to the hands and knees. And again, make any movements that feel good for you, forward, back, side to side, all around in the body. And now come back to center and we'll go into the outer hips. So you have your right knee come to the right wrist like pigeon pose. But for this version, we're gonna actually let the hips Lower down, so we're sitting onto the right outer hip, and the left knee bends behind you. So instead of having the left leg straightened behind you, have it bend. So you're leaning onto your right hip, and then your right leg to a 90 degree angle. So your right shin is parallel to the front edge of your mat, your thigh parallel to the side edge of the mat. Yeah. And that right angle allows us to activate the external rotators in the leg 
So you're activating the leg now. So instead of like just being on the ground, if you were upright, your leg would be opening out to the side with the abductors. So that's pressing into the ground while you lower down to your elbows or blocks. You can always lower to blocks too. Or down to the elbows or down to the hands. So that adds the stretching part of it. The activation comes from you just pushing the leg down with your own, the strength of the leg. So it's active strengthening and stretching of the outer hip. And we'll switch to the other side, slowly transition. Left leg forward. Yep, so again, you're, you're sitting on the left outer hip, right knee bends and your left leg is actively pressing down while you fold over the leg.
And I'll slowly transition from here to Vadakonasana bound angle with the feet together and the knees apart. Just like we did at the beginning, but now um, it's a little more active version. So we're going to have the the knees are starting to come together. At the same time, your arms are pressing the knees apart. So there's a little resistance there. So feet are together, knees are apart. And you don't want to push so hard that you're, you're hurting yourself. You don't want to squeeze so much that it hurts yourself. Just a nice amount of pressing down. And um, there's a stretch and strengthening here. So if you just focus on a little bit more of the strengthening, a little more of the pushing down, sometimes that allows the hips to open a little more and they feel, instead of the muscles feeling like they're being pulled open, they feel like they're um, re like strong and able to be flexible. So you can do it that way, or you can just have this be more passive and just not have that activation in the arms if that feels better for you. Now we'll sit back up and have the knees come together, feet on the floor. Setting up for deer pose. So your knees drop to the right. Your left knee comes into the right arch of the foot. And then start to turn towards the back of your mat down to the hands or elbows. And you can have the blocks there if you want or the bolster there if you want. And we'll hold and breathe here. So turning the chest towards the ground to stretch the lower left side of the back. And there's a way you can emphasize more of the, the hip flexors here. If you, um, you kind of have the heel kind of push the leg away more. So it's more like a back bend. So the glutes might contract a little bit. The spine extends. You might be able to get into that area a little more. Yeah. You can try and you kind of vary where your arms end up and think more like spinal extension. I could go back a little more too if that feels right. Is it sensitive? No, now I feel like I'm in my back. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, you can play with angles of that and do what feels good for you there. And then we'll start to come back up and over to the other side. Reset the feet on the mat and the knees drop to the left. Turning down to the bolster or the hands or the elbows.
and then we'll come back up. And come down to your back, have your knees hug into the body, rock a little bit side to side on the back. And let your feet down to the floor and hips lift up and over to the left side of the mat. So hips are off center to the left and the knees come into the right side of the mat. So that helps to stack the hips and um, you can cross the legs if you want. We're coming into a twist here. So hips are to the left, knees are to the right. Other way. Hips to the left, switch. A little over here. No, there you go, yeah. Nice. And then you can cross the legs if you want. You could just stack the legs. And then the arms can open out to a T or goal post. And then we'll come back to center. Same thing to the other side, hips to the right, knees into the left. Again, you can cross the legs if you want, or just stack the legs. And back to the center. All right, so now we're going to turn to use the wall space. So you'll have your legs up the wall. So just turn around and you can have a blanket under your tail if you want. So that little cushion can feel nice sometimes. Just have the blanket up by the wall if you want. And just bring your legs up the wall just like it sounds. And so the legs are wherever they're comfortable. It can be close together or a little wider. Your tail doesn't have to touch the wall. It can be within a foot of the wall, wherever it feels comfortable there. And the arms can be overhead or in a T, again, wherever is comfortable for the arms. And we'll stay here for a little while. So. There's some great physical benefits to this. The lymphatic system is very, uh, there's a lot of benefits to that. And there's a lot of benefits to circulation uh, and just releasing tension in the legs. But overall, this is for the nervous system again to let your nervous system go into the more parasympathetic mode where your body rests, digests, heals, regenerates, restores. And we'll stay here for a few minutes just like this.
Notice if there's anywhere in your body that's holding tension, that doesn't need to here, that can soften.
Now, if you feel really good, you can stay here. But if you're ready, start coming down off the wall. I'll go into one last posture. So for the last thing, uh, again, you could stay at the wall if you want, but we'll have uh, a milder version of that with the two blocks at the highest height, hips width apart, and the bolster over that. So that's where your legs are going to go, uh, the back of the knees up to the edge of that, so that you can lay back with your legs elevated on the bolster. And you just lay back for that. And you can use your sandbag on the hips again if you want, and the pillow or the, the blanket as a pillow under your neck. And we'll stay here for the last six minutes of practice. If you need to move or adjust anything at any time, that's fine. But if you can stay still, there's a lot of benefits to staying still as well, allowing the nervous system to really just let go.
And start to slowly transition now, making movements of the hands and feet, arms and legs. And eventually coming over to rest on one side. And take your time, eventually come back up to sitting. Move slowly. And we'll just find a comfortable seated posture to close the practice and bring the hands together at the heart to bow the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.